God said, man said, coined the phrase, but the principle has been known by students of the Word of God for time immemorial. The concept and action has been cataloged here on this site a myriad of times. What is the principle? Man's truth of yesterday is debunked by man's truth of today, and man's truth of today will be debunked by man's truth of tomorrow. But God's truth never changes. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. While reading an article in Answers Update, which is a periodical of Answers in Genesis, I was reminded of the famous Scopes trial of 1925, which took place in Dayton, Tennessee, where evolution and creation first faced off in an American courtroom. The article re-emphasized the constant state of flux man's truth is in. The following is an excerpt from that article. Back in 1925, some of the supposedly best evidences for molecules to man evol evolution, excuse me, included Piltdown man as an ape man, Neanderthal man as ape-like, the appendix as a useless organ, and the famous horse evolution series. Today we know that Piltdown man was a fraud. Neanderthal man is generally accepted today as human. The appendix is known to have many functions, and the horse evolution series has been all but discarded. Since the trial, evolutionists have often changed their dogmatic beliefs about evolution. To them, it's fine to change their story, as long as you don't question evolution itself. End of quote. Another piece of man's irrefutable evidence used in the Scopes trial, but omitted in the list cited, was that of the Nebraska man. The evidence was a tooth. Years later, the tooth was discovered to belong to a pig. Man's truth, if contradictory of God's word, is simply not truth. Have you been born again? Would you like to know the truth that never changes? Would you like to participate in eternal life? Click on the Further with Jesus for a life-changing experience. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis chapter 16, verses 8 through 12. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, whence comest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself unto her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man, his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Man said, Who is God? What is this book called the Bible? In this enlightened age of academia, we need neither. Now the record. The absolute accuracy of the scriptures written thousands of years ago defies natural explanation. Whether the issue is social, spiritual, or physical, the Bible's counsel on it will be flawless. The issue of global terrorism will be just one more example of God's existence and that he authored the scriptures. Abraham is known by God as the father of faith, Romans chapter 4, verse 11. The seed of faith was in Abraham, and that seed was Christ, Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. It's through that seed of faith that Israel finds its root, and it's through the lineage of King David of the tribe of Judah, one of the twelve tribes of Israel, that Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, has his root. Understand that Jesus Christ was with the Father before the world began, and that he came to earth through the Virgin Mary in the form of man to break the back of the devil and set our captive souls free. 
Abraham was a very rich and powerful man. He was getting very old, and it appeared that Ishmael, his only son, would inherit his great wealth. But God spoke to Abraham and told him that Ishmael was not the one he had chosen to carry the seed of faith. God told Abraham that he would sire a son in his old age with his wife Sarah, who was 90 years old. Genesis chapter 17, verses 15 through 17. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her, and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is an hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? When Abraham was at the age of one hundred, his son Isaac was born. The seed of faith which was Christ was in faithful Abraham and was passed on to Isaac and not Ishmael. Romans chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. So the Bible states, in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Isaac was the father of Jacob. God changed Jacob's name to Israel. Ishmael was 13 years old when his half-brother Isaac was born. He and his mother Hagar were bitter against this child of promise, which unknowingly made them bitter against the plan of God to bring salvation to a lost and dying world. Genesis chapter 21, verses 8 through 12. And the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, which she had borne unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman. And all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Ishmael mocked Isaac, demonstrating the deepening hatred he had for his half-brother. Ishmael and his mother Hagar were sent away without an inheritance from Abraham. The rift between Ishmael and Isaac is deep. The hatred and animosity grew and has been passed down from father to son for nearly 4,000 years. It may come as a surprise to many to discover that Muslims call themselves Ishmaelites, the Muslim religion was begun about 600 A.D. by their prophet Muhammad, long, long after the word of God was written. According to history, Muhammad had married a rich wife and no longer had to work. He would spend his days meditating. He was being plagued with violent seizures and frightening visions. Having conveyed to his wife his suspicion that he was being tormented by demons, she assuaged his fears and said he was being instructed by God. In 610 A.D., Long after the word of God was given to man, the Ishmaelites launched the teaching of Muhammad. Those of you who know the record in the word of God know that Abraham was directed by God to take Isaac, the child of promise, to the land of Moriah and sacrifice him there. Those who know that story also know that God's intention was only to try Abraham's obedience and not actually to have him sacrifice Isaac. God spake to Abraham and said not to touch the lad but instead to sacrifice the ram God had supplied, which was caught in a thicket. 
The Muslim revisionists teach that it was not Isaac that Abraham went to Moriah to sacrifice, but Ishmael. They claim that Jews and Christians changed the original text to create a picture that favors them. The reality is, that is exactly what the Muslim doctrine did. Unfortunately for them, we have the original autographs in the Old Testament Masoretic text and in more than 5,000 handwritten majority text New Testament manuscripts. Once a year, the Muslims observe a holy day they claim commemorates the day Abraham and Ishmael trekked to the top of a mount in the land of Moriah for the sacrifice. That mount is now called the Temple Mount and is located in Jerusalem. The terrorists who attacked America are purported to be Muslim extremists. These extremists call for all Muslims to rise up and kill Christians and Jews. It is commonly reported that only a small number of Muslims are of this ilk, but after viewing the huge Muslim demonstrations around the world, the long-standing Palestinian chant to destroy all Jews, and the Muslim label for America as the great Satan, it makes one wonder how small the population of the extremist is. Take note that Muslim terrorists want to kill Christians and Jews. What do you think these two groups, Christians and Jews, have in common? They are both seed of faithful Abraham, and that seed is Christ Jesus, the hope of glory. There is a feature article on God Said, Man Said titled The Triune Curse. It deals with three groups of people who are joined at the hip through marriage, their common hatred for Israel and religion. The groups are as follows. 1. The Canaanites, descendants of Canaan, the son of Ham, the son of Noah. God commanded Israel to oust them from their homes and their land. This land became Israel. 2. The Ishmaelites are the descendants of Ishmael, the son of Abraham and half-brother to Isaac, who is the father of Jacob, whose name was changed by God to Israel. According to the scriptures, Ishmael was disinherited by Abraham. The birthright and Abraham's seed of faith, which was Christ, were passed on to Isaac. 3. The Edomites are the descendants of Esau. Esau was the twin brother of Jacob, who was called Israel. Esau was senior by being firstborn. He was seconds older than his brother Jacob. Therefore, the birthright of the firstborn was his. However, Esau despised his birthright and sold it to Jacob for a bowl of red beans. Esau married Canaanite and Ishmaelite women. The following excerpt is from the article, The Triune Curse. The three that make up the triangle of hatred, Canaan, Ishmael, and Esau, besides being condemned by God, have one very obvious thing in common, a deep-rooted hatred for the seed of Abraham. The seed of Abraham is comprised of all those who love the name of Jesus Christ and a remnant of the Jewish people whom God is bringing in their present Antichrist state to the place of repentance and reconciliation through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the King of glory. These three, Canaan, Ishmael, and Esau, through intermarriage and common hatred, have amalgamated into one who is rallying and warring under the banner of the Ishmaelites, more commonly known as Muslims. They have spread their hatred and vitriol for the seed of Abraham around the globe, preparing it for war. The Ishmaelites will lead the charge as the nations of the world converge on Israel for the great and dreaded battle of Armageddon. The Ishmaelites contend for the same Israeli land. The Ishmaelites contend for the same Temple Mount in Jerusalem. The Ishmaelites contend for the same Abrahamic birthright. As a final note, let there be no question in your mind that America was attacked on September 11, 2001 for only one reason, because we were friends and supporters of Israel. 
God says he will bless those who bless Israel. The Ishmaelites have attacked the seed of Abraham. The Muslim president of Iran said he will bring about Armageddon, and he very well may. Christians, get ready for departure. God said, Genesis chapter 16, verses 8 through 12, And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence comest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be number for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Man said, Who is God? What is this book called the Bible? In this enlightened age of academia, we need neither. Now you have the record.